It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld, Doc Rob, your concierge to better living at CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio and many other media platforms talking about health, happiness, getting high sometimes, the benefits of cannabis, as well as just overall better living. And, uh, you know, it's another wonderful day here on the road, as you know, hitting lots of trade shows, always traveling the country and uh, always looking for innovative um, brands, products, or the people behind these companies that have passion or purpose. This is part of our mission here. And um, you know, it's wonderful today to have our guests to joining us. We have two amazing women on the call, uh, Dr. Wesley Apgar and Gina Dubay from Greenhouse Wellness out there in Maryland. How are you ladies doing today? Oh, we're doing great. Thank you. We are looking forward to chatting with you. Yes, I, I am excited. I, I love this. First of all, I'm a huge fan of empowered women in business. So kudos. I love you know the, the powerful women in the cannabis industry. Seems to have a, a really good grip on the, the overall picture of our goals here with this plant, which is healing people, helping people, building your community, supporting your neighbor, not just make some money off selling a plant. And I think that's part of the underlying statement of what you guys are about. But if you can, uh, give us a little background on how you guys started this company in Maryland, Greenhouse Wellness. Well, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, this is Leslie Apgar, actually. I'm an OBGYN and I opened a medical spa back in 2008. And one of my patients who was a patient at both practices approached me and said, hey, I know you grew up on the West Coast and you're fairly open-minded. Are you interested in being our medical director on our bid for a grow processor and dispensary in Maryland. And I said, huh, that's an interesting idea. Uh, let me talk to my friend Gina, because they were also looking for investment capital. And that's what Gina does. And I said, uh, let's, let's talk, let's get on the phone. So Gina and I crammed it into uh, right after playing tennis, actually, on the way home. And we had a conference call with the group who happened to be based out of California. And uh, I'll let Gina explain what happened on the phone. Well, I'm Gina Dubay, and I'm an engineer and a venture capitalist by trade. And Leslie's folks were very interested. I had just sold my last company called TheraPearl, which was a gel pack ice pack that we sold to Performance Health, which is Biofreeze. And I said to the gentleman, wow, it sounds like an interesting concept. What's your return profile? And he said, oh, honey, you wouldn't understand the math. And, and <laughs> you were kind of taken back for a moment. And I said, no, I assure you, I will understand the math. And he goes, no, 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 we were, we're not going to go down that rat hole. We're going to go down a different path. And Leslie and I looked at each other and said, there is no way we're going to do business with this gentleman. Mm-mm. Kudos to you. So we went home that night and took. I took a peek at what the request for proposal said in Maryland, and I said, I called Leslie and said, "Let's just do this ourselves." I love yeah. it. So that was a fairly terrifying phone call, but fairly exhilarating at the same time. 
because what the heck did we know about cannabis? I mean, I had never even learned any of this endocannabinoid system or any of this in medical schools. It wasn't discovered until after I was done and out. So this was a, a big undertaking, but Gina's fairly fearless and she certainly doesn't let a silly thing like having no idea about what cannabis is get in her way. <laughs> well, I had always had a security clearance, so I had never smoked cannabis or used it in any way. So the first thing I did was went to Amazon and downloaded six books on cannabis to figure <laughs> out what we were doing. <laughs> what it was. Yeah. And so what we did is we decided to um, bid really differently than had been done before. So we had a physician who was going to be the medical director and was going to approach this very scientifically and have a legitimacy associated with that that is almost like a residency program. So we set up our dispensary so that I would be the attending physician and we would have a bunch of chief residents and nurses under me that could support the continuation of the education and the dissemination of information to the patients and to the public. And for whatever reason, it's really caught on. And I will say mostly because Gina is such an entrepreneurial spirit and such a classy businesswoman that the dispensary is run like pretty tight, like tight ship. And it's been really fun to watch. Um, everybody in the industry says, oh, you girls are doing it wrong. That's not the way to do it. It'll never work. You have to do it this way. And we look at each other and say, no, we're pretty sure we want to do it this other way. And we're pretty sure we know what our patients are going to want. And funny enough, it's worked out. You know? I, I, I love it. I mean, we just jump in because there's something about this two-headed pr approach where you have this kind of back of house master operator and businesswoman, and then you have this the science and the information specialist and the education part of it on the front of the house. And I think that that is not something that should be scoffed at. I think it's a great operations. It's kind of how I work with my partner, you know, in the same way as she's administration, back of house, businesswoman, startup. And I totally, you know, admire her capabilities and skill sets. And then I bring in this understanding of cannabis, of the patient, of healing, and we kind of work together in, hand in hand. And I, I love that you guys have bucked this system. Um, as a consultant myself, I deal with this all the time. These people who think they know what they're doing because someone's making a little money right now, but that's not long-term success in a young emerging industry and I think that's maybe as Gina's kind of thought process looking long term not short term um, versus compared to most of these other people looking for the cash you know payout versus the, the community or patient benefit. Yeah I love that you say that because our job is hard every day we're we're pushing that boulder uphill like Sisyphus but we're really trying to change the narrative and change the stigma and elevate the industry as a whole and that really has to start from education and uh, sadly, the industry has really been run by people focusing on high THC. And um, the plant is not designed to be a high THC plant. It's really designed to have a balance of the other cannabinoids and especially CBD. And so our, our approach is very different and difficult because we're really trying to keep our eye on the prize at the end of the long, long road, which is to elevate and improve the industry for everybody. Our vision is running it like a business, which we find many dispensaries do not. And there right. is a bunch of vagaries in running a dispensary, one of which is 280E accounting. The federal government gets 70% of our margin because you can't write off anything. So you constantly have to be cultivating new customers and clients, new patients. We do a, an extensive outreach and education to the physicians in the area. 
so they understand what we can bring to the market and help their patients with. We're staffed largely by nurses and medical professionals of some sort. And our average patient age is somewhere between 58 and 62, which was astonishing to us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of patients have never used cannabis at all and are fairly intimidated by it, or they used it back in college, and they certainly need to be educated that what we have available today is not what was available back in the 70s or the 60s. So it's been um, a really wonderful opportunity to have almost a blank slate with these patients and be able to train them up what I would consider the right way and get them on really safe medicine. And what we've seen in the, in the day-to-day running of this dispensary, I mean, just as transformative. It's um, Gina and I always laugh that we have Kleenex at every station, but it's the, the successes are so amazing and the patients are so grateful that that's get used. Yeah. <laughs> and as daily. a pres- and as a physician, I mean, I, I kind of can only relate saying that we're so used to seeing patients coming in with a whole bunch of problems or symptoms. We're trying to address them. I mean, I'm a naturopath, so I've always tried to prevent disease or treat the body holistically. But for the most, uh, the system has been wait, have the person come in, put them on a, a prescription drug until the next side effect or next symptoms present to give them something else to replace it versus seeing people truly find health to start healing and get stronger and not need more but less. And that's, I think, a, a different scenario or a, a dichotomy of, of, of just position in this type of healing modality using this plant to actually improve long-term well-being. You know, Rob, you were smarter than I, and I, and I laugh now that I really should have been a naturopath because that's clearly um, what I'm doing. But Western medicine, for all the good that it has done and all the good that it still does, it fails miserably in so many ways. And my entire practice, I recognized the deficits and I recognized what it did not do. It didn't. It did, does not concentrate on health and well-being. It's just cleaning up afterwards, putting Band-Aids on things, giving people antibiotics instead of trying to promote wealth and wellness from the get-go. So cannabis just fits in really nicely into what was missing my whole career is to helping patients to create health. And I used to deliver babies. So I used to be there for some of the most important moments in a human's life. And I really felt like that was the pinnacle of what I could potentially achieve in my life. And I was so wrong because watching these patients get better in front of our eyes, Gina and I will look at each other. And, and I mean, that's the most important medicine I've ever practiced. It's, wow. it's, been, it's really changed my life. That's amazing. And, and super impressive from both standpoints. So we're going to take a quick break and uh, come right back. And I mean, again, just amazing uh, stories, amazing uh, origin of this great company, Greenhouse Wellness. And we'll be right back um, right after this break. Uh, again, this is Doc Rob, your host at Concierge to Better Living on Canvas Radio with Gina Dubay and Dr. Wesley Apgar. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth. 
that we can use consciously and, and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back. This is Doc Rob, your host, Cannabis Radio, concierge for better living. This is an amazing conversation. We're talking with Dr. Leslie Apgar and Gina Dubay, founders, co-founders of Greenhouse Wellness in Maryland. And I, I, we're talking about this. I just want to laugh because a couple months ago, I'm sitting poolside at a, at a friend's house in Maryland with four women in their probably early to mid-60s talking about their health conditions and their aches and pains. And I'm bringing up cannabis, you know, cannabidiol, maybe a little THC, things to help you sleep. And they're looking at me with some trepidation. You know, as they're holding a glass of wine and talking about, you know, you know going out for dinner. And I'm like, this is not that stonerific, you know, weed, you know, kind of, you know, shady culture anymore, especially from what I'm seeing in Maryland, is there's an elevated group of professionals trying to really bring in uh, this healing component, this health first, like going to a doctor, talking to a health professional, sharing your condition, and finding a solution that works in a safe, non-toxic, natural way. And after I talk with them, they're like, "Uh, yeah, maybe we will consider getting cards and checking it out. And I think that that's part of the need here. You're talking about your demographic, talking about the definite need for education. And one of the things I wanted to comment is you guys put together a little book, um, you know, talking about, you know, your journey and making it a little bit more comfortable or more uh, personalizing your your experience and what others may experience with cannabis. So let's talk a little bit about this new book, um, High Heels. 
Well, high heels was really the result of us dealing with patients over the last two years. And before we wrote the book, we launched a women's line of product to follow up on your last comments called Blissiva. It's a combination of bliss and sativa is how it was named, but it was mainly for women in all cycles of their life. And our first product was the balance pen, which was primarily designed for anxiety and sleep. Mm -hmm. There are three other formulations coming. The next one in December called Soothe for pain, chronic pain, pelvic pain, endometriosis, any kind of chronic scenarios for men or women. And there's the Smolder line, which will come out for sex and libido mid-next year, and finally Heal for different ailments. And that was the genesis of our book, High Heals, because we are seeing people get better through the use of cannabis. And cannabis is for many things. It also helps, we have found, the caregivers that are working with the terminally ill. It allows them to have their family members and loved ones not be on opioids so much, to be more present, to be able to say what needs to be said. I mean, we'll tell you the story about one of our patients who was near ground zero when everything happened. And he came and presented to us with back pain, which Dr. Apgar realized. Well, it was actually, that was his presenting symptom, but he had metastatic uh, renal cell, so kidney cancer that had metastasized to his vertebrae, and he had uh, vertebral fractures from that. Oh. That was how he was, he was uh, diagnosed, but he was quite advanced in his disease state, and he'd kind of maxed out with his chemo and his radiation, et cetera, and he, he had... He, presented in a wheelchair. He had a catheter in his bladder and he was listing to one side, but he was wearing Superman pajamas, <laughs> Superman pajamas. And he really was a Superman. Um, and wow. actually his whole family was, but as a physician, when you recognize that look in somebody's eyes and you can tell in a split second, whether somebody's okay or they're not okay, well, he was not okay. And the natural history of that disease and that process is not one that's going to get better. And you sort of get that out of the gate. Well, interestingly enough, his wife was incredibly motivated and dedicated and came in dutifully to purchase what's, um, we don't really call it Rick Simpson oil, but it's, as you know, full extract cannabis oil, so concentrated plant material. And uh, he got better. He got his catheter out of his bladder. He got strength in his legs. He got less his opioids. less opioids. He, he was able to drive. He got his appetite back. I mean, he put weight on on and he was able to dictate heartfelt letters to all of his kids and to his wife to be read at major milestones, whether it was graduating from high school or the birth of their first baby, their marriages, what have you. I mean, that'll that'll make you cry. But I oh, yeah. have never, I have never as a physician seen somebody at that stage in a cancer battle reverse it and get better. So ultimately he succumbed to his disease as, as often happens, but what cannabis gave him was incredible pain relief and incredible quality of life and probably some more time with his family. And you just can't put a price on that. 
No, I, I've told this on, on my show many times. This has been similar to my experience personally with my mother who was, you know, terminal cancer. Unfortunately, we lost her, but the conventional medical system gave her like about two months to live. And we not only gave her close to three years, but we improved her quality of life consistently so that she was able to enjoy more time with her family, her grandkids, uh, communicate better, you know, be more present than what they want to do is just put her on high levels of anti-epileptics and opioids until she would succumb and I said that's not that's not our goal here and um, you know we were never unrealistic and, and I think that's what one of the challenges that people we as educators and healers have to face is that we have to be a realistic especially with our patients with their families with the caregivers but we can still be optimistic and that's not a bad thing to be and stay positive and spread that message and, and these stories are amazing and there's tons of them I know that from just from being part of this industry I'm so glad you guys could share that um, with our listeners today and you know this is again I love the fact that you guys put out a book there. It's a very um, useful tool for education. I used to go around and I would lecture, you know, 500 different locations in a year. But, you know, I would say the same thing over and over again. And eventually I just put a book together and said, just download the book or read the book and, and then come to me with any additional questions. Um, so again, I think that's a really great educational tool. And I think there's a lot of great books out there. And just a quick mention, I know you guys said you'd read and downloaded a bunch of books. Uh, my book is called The Cannabis Conundrum. It's actually a series. And my point of bringing it up is not just to promote my book, but to talk about some of the challenges that people don't always recognize. Oh, you're in the cannabis business. Oh, you have a dispensary. You must be making lots of money. This must be a lot of fun. And I just want to bring up that this is, and you're laughing already because I know yeah. from being really inside the trenches with owners and operators and helping produce some of these regulatory guidelines that 280E, for example, you said the tax issues, like this is not easy peasy operations or business or even just a day-to-day -day job. There's everyday battles. And again, applaud you for that. And one of the things I want to bring up, um, you have a great line of products. You mentioned your women's products. What, if any, impact or results have you had uh, in regards to this current vape dilemma of not from the dispensaries, not necessarily a THC problem, but from adulterated black market product, have you seen any response or pushback or questioning on your vape products you know, since that came out? Well, our patients are very educated and we appreciate that. And obviously they have concerns and obviously it's been a topic of conversation. We've done our part to try and communicate honestly with them. The uh, state of Maryland is also very proactive and at some point there was concern about contamination from um, metals and lead that was leaching into um, pre-filled vape cart cartridges. And so they actually wanted us to send the vapes back after they were filled for additional testing. So thankfully, Maryland has been all over this. And there haven't been any cases of anything purchased at a Maryland dispensary that caused any kind of um, lung injury. So we're fairly confident that we know what the problem is and it's not from the legitimate source. So I think Gina has noticed uh, maybe noticed a little. a small drop off, maybe 8 to 10% in vape sales. But in truth, I can't encourage someone to smoke flour in exchange for vaping. If they want cannabis, there are many modalities to take it. But smoking isn't always the answer either. It's just a, a different set of problems. You know, it, it, it's hard because the elderly population is not going to roll a joint or smoke <laughs> a roll or whatever. That's not, they are not 
they're really intimidated. And the unless fact that, they're already familiar. I mean, I, well, I just want to jump in and true. say my 86 year old grandmother who smoked since she was 12 was pretty excited when I was able to tell her, here's a little bit of flour to roll up in that, you know, cigarette you're rolling. And so she was uh, quite a shock to me. But yes, I, I'm kidding. I just joke around that most of that, that elderly population is not ready to smoke flour uh, at this point, at least not yeah. start something new. Yeah. yeah. And the, and the, the vape, pens are so easy. I mean, I've been told by patients, I'm not allowed to say idiot proof. I have to say idiot resistant, but they, (laughs) they really are fairly easy. I mean, one hole, one side has a hole, the other side does not. You put the side with the hole to your mouth and you inhale. And for patients that want or need immediate gratification, there's no other way of giving them that than vaping. So while I am um, certainly aware as a physician, as we all are about what's going on, I really don't believe it to be a problem from anything that's coming from um, the state's supply. Yeah. I, I, I just want to bring that up just so people hear it, listening, that this is, you know, not a THC issue per se. This is not a, you know, uh, a legitimate dispensary vape cart issue. This is just black market product um, and, and just some bad actors in the space. But it's always good to ask those questions. Talk to your dispensaries. Yes. You know, get ask for you know, your testing. You know, see what they're doing to make sure that you're safe. I've always, I mean, as a medical director of dispensaries myself, I, I am constantly telling my, my staff to, if you have a question or you have a doubt, do not. I mean, I'm glad you have nurses and other medical professionals, but most places do not. And I'm like, do not just guess, <laughs> throw it upstairs, bring it to me. Let me, you know, respond to that patient, you know, in a, in a professional manner. We don't want this to, to have any misguided information going out there at all. And I think that's really important. So, um, Sounds like you guys really have your game on. We're going to take one more quick break and come back with Gina Dubay and Dr. Wesley from Greenhouse Wellness in Maryland. This is Doc Rob, your host from Concierge of Better Living. Be right back at this quick message. Don't go anywhere. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com.
Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back once again. Wow, this time goes too fast when you're having a lot of fun and having a good conversation. And there's so much more I'd love to talk to you guys about. Uh, and we'll have you guys again. I would love updates and see how things are progressing. I, I know that uh, there's a lot of talk about CBD out there. And I've traveled around Maryland. I've seen a bunch of those corn and soy fields that one day may be rotated in with industrial hemp. And I'm really excited about that opportunity. But, you know, I guess there's still a lot of confusion about, you know, perhaps the CBD products found in a dispensary versus some of the CBD products that you can get anywhere else from a convenience store, gas station to online. Um, is this something that comes up often about why should I buy a CBD product or what's the difference? Or let me and go a little deeper to that. Doc, you know, are you, do you see any difference in response with those products with you know, low levels of THC, even if they're looking for a more of a CBD type effect? Um, that little bit of THC, has it been a noticeable difference versus those CBD onlys or very, 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 very low THC products? Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's the wild, wild west out there. And so if you're not getting products that have certificate sub analysis associated with them, you just have no assurances that it is what it says it is. And so I just really caution my patients not to buy things online, not to buy things from a gas station. Or CDS or, or Walgreens. CDS. <laughs> yeah, there, um, there are a few companies that do their due diligence and actually can provide a certificate of analysis. But to the novice or the average consumer, they're not aware that they need to ask for the documentation or to be shown the documentation. We actually, there's a brand out of, um, out of Oregon that we actually had independently tested and it was proved to be exactly as advertised. And that's what their, you know, their reputation precedes them. And they're, you know, very well known. But Maryland is a little funny. They don't want us to sell any CBD products that are not grown, processed, and tested in the state of Maryland. And so we have a separate business. Actually, somebody else has a separate business in the lobby of our dispensary that sells that brand that I'm referring to. And it's a brand I... I also sell out of my uh, med spa. But happily, the growers in Maryland are still producing high CBD plants and materials so that we do have really good CBD options. In fact, I have a tincture that is CBD and THC Delta 8, uh, which is lovely for all kinds of ailments. And we oh, have yeah. lots of tinctures that have the acid forms, the CBDA, the THCA. Yay, yeah, so we, we're really <laughs> lucky that we have really good things in Maryland right now. And, and we're hoping that that continues. So happily, our patients are able to get what they need. But there's a study out that they randomly um, tested CBD products. And there was found to be up to 6.8 milligrams of THC in something that was touted as being 100 
100% CBD. Yeah. And take my husband, for example, who has his secret clearances, his top secret clearances. If he were to be silly and uh, foolish and to buy such a thing over the counter and to take it thinking that he was just taking CBD and with one of his random drug tests, he would fail miserably potentially. So you just have to be, you know, buyer beware. Is yeah, it's, it's a tough scenario, especially again, you mentioned that, you know, being in that Maryland, D.C., a lot of security clearances, a lot of military. And, you know, we had this constant battle about, you know, CBD isolated versus a full spectrum or even more of a, a, a higher THC level. But in some places or some conditions or situations, people really can't risk having any THC in their system, which I respect. However, on the other side, the, the studies that are coming out research-wise shows it's far less effective and you need a significant amount more milligram-wise of an isolated cannabidiol versus something that came more in a natural plant, you know, nature-derived plant form. And I think that this is going to be something that, as the USDA just released its draft guidance on hemp uh, this week, and uh, the FDA still hasn't commented or won't comment for quite a while uh, on creating final rules around CBD and, and even you know THC levels. This is going to be a challenge, but again, I, I really appreciate you both coming on the show, talking about your, your efforts to, to educate, to communicate to your community, to help your patients, and to increase credibility of the industry as a whole. I think that's really important that people who get in this space today are not should not just think about getting it for themselves. They have to think about this as a whole movement because this has gone a lot, you know, been going on a long time before even in the current era of cannabis industry. And I think that there's a lot of great lessons to be learned from what you two are doing. And I can hope you have continued success. I myself are getting more involved in back home area in New York. I'm down in Maryland and New Jersey. That whole region is, is going to be a, a big center, of course, the Carolinas, Carolinas and even down into Florida. But, you know, this whole East Coast, everyone's talking about California and they're talking about, you know, Nevada and, and Oregon. And, and I think the East Coast is going to represent. It's just going to take a little longer. But I think when we come on board, as you guys are showing, we're going to do it right learn from those lessons of the West Coast and do things a little bit better, a little bit more professional, a little bit more East Coast style. You know, you know, I just think that's just the way it's going to be. And I think it's great that you guys are, are leading that charge or helping to do so. Well, thank you, Rob. We're so glad to be here with you on the radio this morning. And thank you for educating and sharing this with all your listeners. Listeners, Yeah. yeah. My, my pleasure. So if those listeners that want to learn more, go to greenhousewellness.com. You guys have, I'm sure, social media and other uh, ways of getting in touch. Read about you know how their, their approach, their cool method of, of formulating and setting out product categories. And if you, you know get a chance and you have some time for reading of the holidays, grab that High Heels book and, and learn more about the journey. It's, it's been a pleasure to have you both on today and look forward to speaking with you and seeing you guys at some shows, at some events. And, and when next time I'm in Maryland, I'm going to swing by and visit in person too. Please do. Yeah, we'd love to see you. My pleasure. All right. Well, thank you guys again for being on the show. Listeners, always thanks for tuning in sending in your questions, sharing these shows on your social media platform. They're here for you. They're here to educate the masses. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living at Cannabis Radio and iHeartRadio, wishing everyone all the best in health and happiness. Be well.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.